When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. All right, folks, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, the second podcast episode for today. This is your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered and send us an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. That's right now. We should, fantastic. So, listeners, we're back. You could probably tell we just cut, but we're back. I'm here with uh, Jeremy Michael and Dan, yeah. or David, or whoever Jeremy you... Michael. Jeremy Michael. That's his son's <laughs> name. It's fine. There's a fourth person here, though. That's right. JB is somewhere. He's elsewhere. He's used this as an opportunity to get away from us. Uh, but we just went and saw the uh, PGA uh, show floor at the Orlando Convention Center. Everything is still being put up. Uh, you heard a little bit earlier the first preview comments from both Dan and Jeremy. And now we are back, fellas, and we're uh, taking a load off right now. We're getting ready for, or at least two of us are getting ready for a Bridgestone event a little bit later on tonight. And that's going to be Jeremy and Dan. Is that right? That's right. Jeremy, Michael, and Dan. Jeremy, Michael, and Dan. And so uh, what is that going to be all about? I know we've heard a lot about the uh, the pre-release of the uh, Bridgestone golf balls, but what are you guys excited to see? Uh, where, where are you going, by the way? You're going to Drive Shack? Is that what it is? <clears throat> yeah, we'll be at Drive Shack. I know they're bringing out some new product for 2020. I don't even know what I can say about it at this point. Uh, right. It's pretty obvious based on if you're on the THP forum, you followed some of the Bridgestone activities last year. The experiences we've had. There's a lot of talk about something they're bringing out in 2020, and we're going to see that tonight. We're going to we get to experience it, get to hear some tech dives. I think uh, apparently there's food and drink, which is always exciting. And it's hor- always a bonus. And horse dwarves is that? I'm incredibly French, <laughs> and I'll be taking Jeremy with me, escorting. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, pretty much, yeah. And so tonight you guys are going to go uh, get a preview of those. I imagine there's probably going to be some uh, talk about tech, and so I imagine we'll be talking more about that tomorrow if we do another podcast, which I'm sure we will, but stay tuned to the uh, THP forum thread that's been ongoing to hear a little bit more about that, and I'm sure you'll be uh, sharing some photos about the uh, event as well, right? Hopefully. Ideally, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Good deal. And so, uh, Michael, Matt, Mitch, <laughs> we'll call you any name that we want. Oh, my gosh. Let's so, go this Michelle. is Michelle. Uh, what is this, the 27th year in a row that you've been down to the PGA it's show? something like that. I think it's fifth in a row. That fifth in a row? Right. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> he said with confidence. I don't even remember. No. Well, uh, you've got an important job all week. You're uh, helping get all the equipment from one place to the next, and you're... Uh, you're you're dealing with the brunt of the, a lot of the the humor <laughs> this week, but yeah, as much as you do. Of course. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's carrying a backpack. It's making sure batteries are fine. It's making sure Josh has what he needs at any given moment. <laughs> and that's an important thing to do. Kind of is. Yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the star of the show. He's behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a, a tripod on wheels this year. 
that's a, that's an upgrade. So that's probably making things a little bit easier for you. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It keeps everything smooth, which is nice. I'm still really angry the radio flyer idea didn't actually happen. <laughs> I'm actually really bummed about that. Because I was my question to, to you, Mike. That's the best part. If that had happened, would you have brought back the leprechaun suit, which uh, <laughs> if you was said, circa 2013? If I you would have said you don't have to walk the show floor every day, yeah, I'd done that in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. You messed and, like, up. Full on. <laughs> I don't care. I don't have to vlog walk. the whole thing where sure, we follow you. See, right now, basically, what's going to happen? I could take a nap. Is what, what I'm saying. What's going to happen all week is we're going to be sprinting down the floor to keep up with JB's pace. Mm-hmm. And every time we look back, there's M Ward somewhere in the distance <laughs> with his rather short legs chasing after well, us. Well, pushing that tripod, I don't want to trip and fall. How on it, so awesome would it have been if we did get that radio flyer and put it like a GoPro on a helmet oh, and let him sit down there and could see the PGA show from. The lower point of view. You would nice. just see it looking at the ceiling because I'd be laying down. This is great, guys. I love this With show. With new content ideas every year, I think we, we take on maybe 2021. It's like inverse Pac-Man where we just put Mike Michael right behind us and we go at our speed and just see <laughs> how long it takes for it. him to disappear. <laughs> Inverse Pac-Man. And listeners, if you're hearing so a fast. if you're hearing a beeping sound, it has nothing to do with your car stereo. There's a spaceship or something outside, apparently, from our window here. Um, but so we, we've seen a lot of things in, uh, so far today. A lot, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of things still in boxes. Uh, Jeremy, this being your first experience at the PGA show, what was your first impression? Because earlier this morning we talked about what we might see. You've seen a lot already. Yeah, it's uh, a bit overwhelming to see. Um, Everything's bigger than you, than you think, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, it, much of it is kind of what I pictured. Yeah. Like you'd see, like I mentioned the auto show earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, similar type setups, the booths, and everyone's got their own space and type of thing. But it's much bigger than I even anticipated it would be. Yeah, and it's just a, the, the joke was made earlier by Dan that we have to keep up with the pace that we walk at. It. It's it, it's a quick pace. I mean, I was joking to JV. I was like, wow, I forgot how, how fast you walk. It's a mild sprint, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> And so we're not going to disclose who is keeping track of the step count right now, but we all are just sharing our current step counts, and we're all around the same number, and we've got a pretty hefty number so far. About so that's fourteen good. miles, I think. So fourteen miles. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, man! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. We're at fourteen miles on day one. Hey, we got four more days to go. Is that right? Yeah, four more days to go. And so, uh, as we go into tomorrow, we already kind of talked about some of the things we are keeping an eye out for in terms of tech, in terms of equipment. The golf ball came up repeatedly, and so we've already seen a lot of previews, at least in what's already out on the floor, uh, with the biggest golf ball companies. And so Bridgestone is a name that's already come up. I know we really probably can't talk too much about the uh, the brand right now, or at least the product right now. We will later on this week. But what are you guys looking forward to in terms of golf ball? I mean, do you agree, first of all, that it's going to be the year of the golf ball? So year of the golf ball is an interesting one. Last year, I think we had a lot of people would argue the year of the driver. Mm-hmm. Some crazy new technology comes out. But now we have companies like Bridgestone on social media saying this new golf ball they've got will revolutionize the way we look at golf balls. Uh, fortunately, Jeremy and I have an opportunity to see that firsthand tonight. They, they certainly have made no secret of the product, mm-hmm. as we've seen the white boxes float around social uh, and THP a little bit. But you have to wonder how many other companies are going to follow suit, right. not not just from a reactionary standpoint, but from their own product standpoint. I think about Callaway, Strixon, uh, Title as some big company or some big golf ball names out there who are more than likely going to 
at least compete in that same segment and, and offer something new and interesting for golfers to try this yeah. year. We've already seen a lot just walking the floor even today while stuff's still in boxes but coming out of it. I mean, you guys are on the threads every day. And you hear a lot of questions, read a lot of questions from the fellow THPers. But what are some of the things that people are looking for right now based on what you see uh, for golf balls coming up? They always want to know what they feel like. Are they softer? Are they harder? What's the cover made of? Yeah. Um, Do they how much is it going to spin around the green? <clears throat> that kind of stuff. I think for a long time it was the conversation was always how far will the ball go and how much spin can I produce with it? That, that was always the question. I feel like consumers are getting a little bit more knowledgeable now. They start to talk about compression. How how good does this ball feel when I hit it? How forgiving is the ball? How forgiving is well? the ball? Yeah, with the uh, left to right, they're focusing on different things. How much is the ball spinning? But how good does it feel to me? It seems to be this constant conversation. Mm-hmm. And then finally, for me, it's the the resilience of the golf ball. Like obviously, we're all golfers. We all know how quick it, how easy it is to lose a ball. But you have those those opportunities to play more forgiving golf courses and you want to be able to play the same golf ball through the entire round so the resilience becomes a big conversation piece yeah definitely and i mean i know a lot of the good of the new tech and hopefully good tech that we're seeing in the equipment itself i mean that you mentioned feel that all goes into it it's not just the ball the ball is a big part of it but i always wonder you know your guys takes on just you know kind of finding that balance between the new tech and a driver for instance we've all just saw the, you know, the maverick for example was a we went to the Callaway booth, get a preview of that. You probably saw a few things, THPers, on the thread already with some of the images. But what is finding that balance between a new driver like the Maverick who's, that still has you know tech like Jailbreak and other things, and of course AI is involved in that as well, and marrying that with a new golf ball? Because clearly the combination of the, of the two really contributes to feel. I'd imagine that even all four of us probably have different preferences in that. Yes, certainly. And you you get a chance to hit all all drivers in a single lineup most companies have a variety of options what i think golfers are going to start to realize is maybe maybe it's not just enough to take this demo to the range and hit range balls maybe now it's i need to take this demo on the golf course with a bunch of ball varieties so now instead of having three options i kind of have six seven eight options to really optimize that perfect number uh, from a driver's standpoint, and then obviously moving into irons and wedges, mm. what works for them. I, I, I have a putting green in my basement that I put two different ball companies on, and it provided different feedback to my ear mm. based on sound alone. And I think we're really starting as a as a consumer base to, to open our eyes to the fact that golf balls aren't... It's not just a name on the ball. It's not just what everyone else is playing. We can really go finite in how we pursue what we want to play yeah and that can impact the rest of our bag too yeah would you guys agree i would you can find a driver where you you love hitting the driver you hit really good numbers with it but if you hit it and it sounds like you're hitting a tin can off the face you're not going to have any confidence when you stand over you're not going to want to hit that ball nowadays with there's so much technology in these balls you can find something that fits your ear and then you can almost adapt your equipment around that and that's kind of nice yeah do you think that ball companies factor the sound in like a like a driver company does when they're testing their acoustics and everything else that they try to make the ball sound a certain way i think we're certainly get to the point of technology where that's an option the different materials different compression ratios they, they certainly have to be familiar with how their ball sounds there's acoustics everywhere i mean they have to i'd imagine that they probably do and i'd imagine that 
you know, especially with, with drivers themselves. And maybe we can even ask a few folks this week, you know, they probably have every single brand of golf ball available to them. And just to say, all right, well, it's going to sound a little bit different off this ball and, and, you know, to hit all those different customer bases. So I have a question for Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy's in the Morgan Cup with me this year, fellow captain, uh, opponent, nemesis, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you are focused on one company from a product, from a club perspective this year, which kind of opens the door. And we've talked about this a little bit personally. Golf balls never really have been a true topic in your mind. When you now have one one company that you're focused on clubs, is this open you up to saying, all right, maybe this is the year I start focusing on transitioning into a, a singular golf ball that works best with these clubs. Is that is that realistic to think? I think that's, that is realistic, and I think that's something that definitely needs to be looked at. Um, <clears throat> somebody once told me that the ball is actually one of the most important pieces of equipment that nobody ever pays attention to. And the reason for that is, <clears throat> and the reason pros don't change often, is because they want to know exactly how their ball is going to react all the time. Mm-hmm. right? So if you're playing your clubs, I want to know every single time. If you change the ball, it could change your distance. It could change the way it hits the green and reacts. I mean, people need to pay more attention to it. So, yeah, I think that's something I definitely will be paying more attention to this year than I have in the past. Well, it's the cheapest fix, too. Mm-hmm. If you don't like a certain number, go get a different golf ball. You don't have to right. change clubs. Try changing the ball. That's a heck of a lot cheaper to test, that's for sure. Yeah, and we say a lot, too, about how we like options. We like there to be more, more choices in the store shelves. Uh, but to your point, Mike, I mean, there's a ton of different options for golf balls. And so while it might be the, the easiest thing to switch at, at you know, a moment's notice from one round to the next, it's what do you switch to? It's probably the hardest to test, right, too. Right. Without seeing numbers going pure visual, you can see that's higher, that's lower, but you can't tell if it's spinning more, per se, until you start hitting irons, wedges, and stuff like that. Yeah, You basically have to buy a sleeve of every brand. Not everyone else are fortunate enough to wander out on our private, quiet golf course and mess around with a sleeve of balls just at our leisure. We have a lot of weekend golfers who don't have access to things like that. But we're now seeing more and more places open up, like mm-hmm. you know some of these fitting centers where it's bay-centric, and you can actually take in... I mean, obviously, they have their own golf balls, but you can take in what works for you and start applying the golf ball that you select into your fitting process, which mm-hmm. is, I think is great. Well, speaking of fitting, I mean, uh, Jeremy, Dan, you're going to get a preview of V-Fit later today at uh, Drive Shack uh, through Bridgestone. I mean, we're incorporating video now into golf ball fitting. I mean, what are your initial thoughts? I've never gone through that. Have either of you even seen anything like that before? I actually uh, did it back last a while ago. Oh, okay. Last summer, right? Yeah, there, were, there was, there was like a beta testing type thing, and there was quite a bit of information on the THP forum. We've had yeah. a number of uh, of our community members go through it. Uh, yeah, it was it was different mm-hmm. um, having to have somebody else record for you and uh, taking a golf ball box and setting it down next to your driver um, right. in the, on a golf course is a little bit different. I'm sure you could do it at the driving range or someplace else too. But the information that came back from the, that slow motion video mm-hmm. was pretty spot on based on uh, testing and fittings that I've done in the past. I mean, the speed and the spin rates and yeah. everything. And they even sent little comments back to you like, hey, your swing looks good, you know. <laughs> but it's it kind of cool. Real question is, did you agree with them with that last comment? Oh, Does ooh. your swing look good right now? At that time, okay. the driver's swing is just fine, yes. <laughs> Dan, did you go through that fitting too? Uh, I missed that one, but I was actually with Bridgestone last year 
and, and had a, a really good time going through their fitting process at their performance center, uh, gutting a, a full dive into the B series or tour B series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, it's, it's no secret, especially not on the THP forum. I've been uh, incredibly fond of the Bridgestone golf ball for going on nearly a decade now. So I'm, I'll be openly saying that while I'm enamored by their current lineup, I am very eager to see what their their new options are for 2020. Yeah. And I have a question I want to segue back to you yeah, now. Yeah, sure, sure. When it comes to this idea of the year of the ball, uh, and you get a consumer focus that direction where people start reading this kind of conversation and start hearing things like, this is the year where the ball truly gets changed. Do you think that makes people more inclined to go out and really get involved or do you think this is just another one of those things where it it happens to align where there's big benefits in the in the product that have changed mm-hmm. and it's just going to kind of flow with the rest of it you know i think it's a mixture of whatever attention that is currently out there plus what people are seeing with their eyes is really what drives consumers to make decisions and what i mean by that is you know in fewer words it's really just a matter of all right, well, everyone's talking about how the golf balls are changing. And we see this with drivers, putters, whatever. And so, okay, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go try these new golf balls that I just heard about. Or, you know, on the negative side, if we want to touch on that just very briefly, if we hear that there's something wrong with a certain product, well, I got to go find that out for myself. And so people are very reactive in that way. Um, And, uh, you know, the talk about 2020 being the year of the ball is something that has been going on for months. And now we actually get to see what those new golf balls will look like. And, you know, it's, it's interesting not to play this tennis match back and forth, but someone who has played the same brand for a long time, I imagine, Michael, and I imagine, uh, Jeremy, you've done the same things. Actually, do you switch often? I switch all the time. Do you really? Literally the same? Every round, a different ball. So we've got a different mix here then. So I actually try to play the same brand for a long time. And so let's just put you and I in a bucket, Dan, and then Michael and Jeremy, you guys are in another. What causes you to switch so often? And then we'll... we'll do the opposite. Why do we stay where we're at? So let's start with the switchers. <laughs> That's a new name you've got. <laughs> the, the, the switchers. Yeah. Um, I like trying different things yeah. all the time. Um, I like them, especially when something new is released. I want to know, does this feel better? Is this is this maybe better for my game? Does it go straighter off the tee? You know, um, if I stay playing the same thing all the time, I'm never going to know the answer to that question. Hmm. But and back to Dan's question earlier about playing the same type of equipment this year for the year. Um, I think that's going to change this year. Yeah. I'm going to pick a ball earlier in the year and then try and stick with it and see see if I can do it, first of all, and if it improves anything. So my question to that is, do you think the fact that you continue to change means you never really did find that one ball that blew your mind? Is that's that, right. That is exactly yeah. So that kind of opens the door to this year with all these new potentials. Or, or do you feel a sense of excitement? Absolutely. Or are you just like kind of waiting and saying, okay, okay, golf companies – We'll see. Well, I kind of feel like we always want to wait and see, right? Because yeah. marketing claims everything's the biggest, the best, you know, whatever. But until we see it and it actually happens, then we really don't know. And as a fellow switcher here, I... uh, mine's pure laziness. If I'm playing, <laughs> if I'm playing in a serious round, I have a ball I go to. If it's just a slap around with buddies, or you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna go play 18 by myself. It's whatever ball I grab out of the bag. All right, let's see how this ball is today. Is it mm. a great ball? Is it not that great? I'll remember it. But like in my mind, if I'm playing like a real event, it's this is the ball I'm pulling every time. Yeah, definitely. So. Well, then we've got the same ball, or at least the same brand in our golf bags. It's Rickson, of course, and then uh, with Bridgestone for you. I mean, 
I like to think that the grass isn't always greener. So I, I kind of want to stick with what I know, but I know that there's other opinions on that. Yeah, it it, it was a long time. So or I was originally a, a back then it was a B three thirty guy. Yeah, and I actually got fit into the Tour B RX last year, which accommodated. I'm a high, higher spin guy, and that really opened the door to reduce spin without any real problems with sticking greens because I come in at such a steep descent. So mm-hmm. it was trading off a little bit of ball speed and, and really just refining my understanding of what I needed. And it's not to say that I didn't try other other brands. I, I went through a number of dozen uh, titles ABX, which kind of mm-hmm. had the same mentality in place for that. But at the end of the day, for me, it, it's kind of going back to what was familiar to me and I've had a nice relationship with Bridgestone over the course of my playing career, sure. certainly after high school. So that that for me was comfort zone, I think, uh-huh. more than anything. Plus, I think their cover's really strong, really resilient. Yeah. What about you? Strixon, or, uh, Strixon balls, I'm assuming Z-Star of some kind? Yep. Yeah, I just, I just love the feel. I've always loved the feel, and the durability for me is something that I really look for because as a guy that doesn't play too often comparatively to people like us that – talk about golf all the time um you know i want to make sure that i can you know uh, get the same reaction reactivity performance from a golf ball golf ball from first hole to the fourth hole i mean i'm not trying to toot my own horn i don't lose a lot of golf balls probably because of the courses i play to be honest with you but i want to make sure that on that fifth hole it's performing the exact same as the first and i've i've found that with with uh, srix on now Granted, I'm sure there are other brands that do the same. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing to say, but I just, why switch in my mind? And so it's interesting to kind of hear the four different uh, viewpoints here, which kind of prompts maybe a question for each of you. If, if you were to think of one quality within a golf ball that you look for, and think of it from the bucket that you sit in, so someone who switches often versus someone that's pretty consistent, what would cause you to keep the same brand throughout a year if you found that one quality versus if you saw something and, and you actually tried another brand that would cause you to switch? That unicorn effect. The yeah, unicorn I effect. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone? Uh, I feel like things? it would have to be something like a <clears throat> personal best score or okay. a hole-in-one, something super crazy. That Maybe it's just a shot. It's not a hole-in-one, right? But yeah. it's something that you're like, wow, that, that was exactly what I wanted, you know? Something like that, I think, is what would maybe cause me to stick with. So it. a good score. A good score, I think, is probably the best thing. Like a really good, the whole round. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, good in the wind. Yeah. Like I've got a high ball flight. Dan has also got a high ball flight. Something where in windy conditions, it, it's going through the wind, mm-hmm. even with a high ball flight. That's something that catches my eye. Like, oh, that I played for you know a two club wind, and I only lost a club. That's okay. a pretty big thing, especially in windy conditions. Uh, that's a tough question because you get so focused on one product over the course of a year or two that even if something were to come close or even mm-hmm. slightly improve some numbers, it's one of those things where you make that small change. Am I going to experience the same cover resilience? Am I going to experience the same spinner on the greens? And it's not to say that other companies don't make great products of a similar design. Right. It's just at the end of the day you get stuck in something so for me this is a big year because if companies are true in the fact that they're producing these products that are truly remarkably or remarkable then suddenly i'm like maybe i do need to spend some additional time yeah and then again so is bridgestone so we'll see well that's just it i mean we're seeing that not only with golf balls but all sorts of different uh 
viewpoints and all sorts of different uh, releases for new equipment. I mean, wedges, for example, is another thing. Or a few episodes ago, I talked about the uh, Wilson High Toe Wedge. And, you know, you kind of get the same flavor uh, or, you know, different flavors in each of the brands that are similar to one another. You know, every way, it's not imitation, but I think brands, especially in recent years, are really picking up on the fact that, hey, if we want to keep these loyalists and they're, they may be swayed to go and look at something down the street, maybe we have to offer that as well in our, under our umbrella. So I have a question back, mm-hmm. slightly different, and it's going to start with you, Adam. Sure. <clears throat> you're pretty focused on this first time brand right now, yep. which is great. You've mm-hmm. played the balls for a while. We don't, as a group, know a lot of these products coming out. We don't know the deep tech dive on it. We don't. We haven't really been privy to that information yet. But uh, when it comes to a guy who plays Frixon, you get to sit here and hope. Yeah. When you talk about hope, what is the one thing that you think they could improve on their balls that you really truly hope to see in the coming year? And then Ooh. we can go around the table and maybe a ball you guys like, you could say, I like this ball, but uh, this would really improve that experience. For me, it's got to be distance off the tee. Um, from my experience, at least the type of ball that I play, feel around the green was always the thing that really made me pick one ball over another. You know, I'm not a long hitter. And so I found just fantastic feel with the Z-Star um, XV around the greens that, you know what, that's good enough for me. But as far as distance off the tee, I need as much as I can to even compete with this, my regular foursome because they're strong players and i got to keep up with them. Um, that's, that's something that, uh, for me personally, would be a benefit. And I hope and I know that they're going to be able to achieve that whenever they come out with a new release. Jeremy, what do you think? Obviously, there's, there's got to be one ball that you like maybe a little bit more than others. I, <clears throat> excuse me, actually last year, uh, the actual regular Z-Star for me was a ball that I preferred. I tried the Z-Star, I tried the XV, um, and I preferred the softer feel of the regular Z-Star to me. So, especially around the green and off the putter face, it, I just feel like I have a better sense of what is going to happen when I hit that ball. Um, than I do with the harder ball. So, but you're not you're not looking at that current lineup and saying this is the ball. So what what could what could improve on that ball that you'd say this is the one? Hmm. Um, maybe a little bit better cover. You know, holds up a little bit better on a tree or a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I play the Chrome Soft X with triple track on it. Um, I like the feel though more of the Chrome Soft, but it doesn't have that visual technology. If Callaway were to come out with the Chrome Soft with triple track, I would be interested in it. Um, that being said, I know TaylorMade's changing their PIX version to a little bit more increased visual technology, so that that catches my eye. It's like, yeah. what's going to help me become a better player? Are you going to be one of those guys that are going to get the triple track uh, putters to kind of do the dual triple, tri- triple track? I can't even say that. Uh, that seems too much. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> it a little much? Would it's... you say the, the double triple track? The dual? That's, just, I don't that's know. too long of a line to get down <laughs> at, I feel. Plus, I would be like, which one's not lined up? Is it the putter or the ball? Yeah. Um, I'm okay with the ball having the tech, and just my putter's my putter, and that's sure. mine. Let yeah. the record show that the question was, how would you improve the ball you like the most? <laughs> oh, I would. And, we have a tech and Michael's <laughs> answer was, I would like Callaway to start making TaylorMade golf balls. No, I want Callaway to please put triple track on the crunch. That would make me very happy. Yeah. How about from a technological standpoint? Um, dive a like, Expand on that just a second. Yeah, so Jeremy said cover resilience. Um, could it be 
like you said, better in wind maybe a little bit. Better in uh, wind. Better action around the greens, further off the tee, yep. as Big um, Adam said. In that case, better in the wind, maybe lower the um, maybe launch just a little bit lower. That's kind of – I hit the chrome soft lower than I do the X, um, but I like that visual tech that the X gives me, especially around the greens. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, that is tough. The one thing at RX, it, it is dialed back a little bit around the greens. I can certainly play to it as long as I'm familiar with the greens, but if they can find a way to severely decrease the spin off the tee and long irons while maintaining that green side spin, mm-hmm. it's like, again, we talk about that uniform profile, yeah. or unicorn profile, that would be the biggest game changer for me, for sure. Yeah. Just everyone's got that one quality that they can, you know, see. And actually, what was interesting, we just went around. The only person that said anything about score was Jeremy. And so I, I feel like it's it's interesting because we talk a lot about improvement, and we want to see numbers, we want to see metrics. Golf is a very has always been a very metrics driven game, and we've got more ways to track that, you know, with devices. And we're going to see a bunch this week too. But do you think that golfers nowadays get hung up on? You know, oh, I got my spin rate rate up or down to a certain number, and not just good old fashioned score. They do. They numbers chase. It, mm. You can't help it. You're like, oh, I want to be able to hit the shot that you know lands 20 feet beyond the pin, and I can rip it back to it because you think that's going to make you the better player. Never mind the fact that hitting it on the green and giving yourself a makeable chance to at least two butt really is what improves your score. Mm. But that's not fun. Mm. No one likes going out and saying, oh, I hit 18 greens today. That's what you should want to do. But no one talks about that. They talk about, oh, I flagged it to a two feet and knocked it in for eagle. Yeah. Most tell me you hit 18 greens, you wouldn't tell me about it? <laughs> you would be like, no, because you still beat me by seven. Mm. It doesn't matter if I hit 18 <laughs> greens. I bet if Jeremy hit 18 greens, he'd talk about it. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen. They'd be like, what tees did you play from? Uh, <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, when you, I went golfing today. Well, what'd you shoot? You know, that's usually the follow-up question you get. It's not a matter of, well, how many greens did you hit? Right. You know? So is there, a, I guess my, my real question behind the question is, well, are we focusing on the wrong things when we talk about these purchasing decisions? Has anyone really spent that much time? And this comes back to the question I asked earlier, is mm-hmm. are we as consumers that focused on what these balls are producing? Mm-hmm. You know, I belong to a, a private course that sells a crazy amount of Pro-Vs and Pro-V1X, or Pro-V1 and Pro-V1X. Do you think these guys who are spending 50 bucks a pop are looking at these like, I like these golf balls because they do this? Mm. I would imagine they're doing more of, I like these golf balls because I see them on TV. And that's good enough for me. So from a club perspective, I would agree with you. We're becoming very analytical as a a collective, but I still think we're barely scratching the surface on the golf ball conversation. Yeah, I agree. Think about me, uh, demo days you go to, you experience, and certainly at my course we have... Uh, groups come in, companies come in almost weekly in the spring. Are they putting their balls in play? Hmm. No, they're putting their clubs in play and they're using our range balls. That's true. So I think we might be a couple years behind with that on the ball standpoint. Yeah, that's a good point. What others think? I wonder why they do that, actually. I, 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 the only thing I could think of is like, we'll take Bridgestone. They've got four <laughs> golf balls coming out very, very soon. To say, hey, we want you to try our new clubs with our new balls. They're going to lose every one of those balls they bring <laughs> versus if, some of them, yeah. well just in general if it's going on to the range they might get it back they might not to them it's loss of product no matter what versus if they just bring their clubs there is no loss of product hmm. and that circles back to the the benefits of having companies like club champion out there where yeah. 
they, you have a, an incredible amount of information in front of you, including a fitter who's providing you that information, but you also have the ability to take your own ball. And, and it's not like playing off real grass, but you do have the opportunity to say, now, anyways, more than ever before, yes, I want to try all these clubs, but I also want to try these balls with the clubs I determine that work for me. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. But I don't think... <clears throat> Back to your point about the range thing, some companies do put their balls in play. Well, it's a power move, and they should all do that. Because it would just be nice to be able to see this well, is the ball I play. I want this to flight I'm used to. No, I don't think you can request a certain ball. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. No. Please do. Next time we go into the I'm pro going shop. To. I'm sorry. Do you have pro V's out on that range? <laughs> I will only How do a fitting if that's a Callaway Chrome song. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, uh, once again, I am here with, and I'll get the names right, I swear. Jeremy, Michael, we are here with Dan as well. And uh, you're going to be hearing this. Uh, today on Monday. And so if you've got any other questions or any other topics, we're going to do this again uh, later on this week with another roundtable. Let us know. Hit it up in the thread. We'll talk about it. Um, obviously, this was a lot of discussion on a number of issues, primarily golf ball, year of the golf ball. But we're also going to touch on a lot of different things that we see out on the floor. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about all the uh, metric devices that we were just uh, you know, closing this conversation with. So uh, until then, uh, thanks again for listening, and we will be right back with another show a little bit later this week. Stay tuned to THP, uh, thehackersparadise.com, as well as going out to all of their social media and Golf Unfiltered all over social for more updates. Thanks, guys. Thank you.